You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I'm changing my cadence up a little bit here, Chris. Do you do you like what I'm doing with how I'm changing up the show a bit here? I yeah, we we don't want people to get bored listening to us. I mean, it, you'll probably screw me up at some point, but hey, <laughs> that, that it's all good content. It's all good content as we are here, Chris and I, to preview the New York Giants' second preseason game against the Carolina Panthers. And Chris should be a little bit more exciting because, and I'm not sure how much, but we should see some starters who are not rookies. We're going to play and who are not Isaiah Hodgins and Daniel Bellinger and just young players like that. So it looks like we and I, some of this was sussed out by the media and Brian Dable. And I think a lot of it is contingent on how the Giants practice and also how they play when they get into the game. But it appears like we're going to see some Daniel Jones and some of the top level players. At least that's what the presumption is. Do you think that's a safe presumption? And do you think everyone will play? Do you think we'll see Saquon or Dexter Lawrence? Or do you think it's just going to be Daniel Jones just get his feet wet and some of the other top guys that we did not see in preseason week one? I wouldn't be surprised if everybody played. Or at least most, you know, maybe some guys where they might have some injury concerns, like, you know, maybe Leonard Williams or, well, I don't want to say not Paris Campbell, even though he has kind of been dealing with, with a tendonitis, that's an overuse injury. So you want to try to, you have to manage reps with something like that. I think if anybody plays or anybody who doesn't play yet, then I think it might be safe to ask some questions about them. But I also don't think we're going to see too many starters out there for very long. I don't think Brian Dayball is going to pull a Sean Payton and leave his starting offense out for basically the full half out there. A series, maybe two series, depending on how the first series goes. Like if it's a three and out, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they at least gave them a second series just to try to get something good done. But say they go out and score on the opening possession, that's it. Their night's over. Exactly. And Daniel Jones has been wildly efficient the entire training camp so far. If he goes down and he's like five for six for 40 yards with a touchdown, I don't think Brian Dable's going to put him back out there. He's earned the right to not play. And we're going to see a lot more Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito. But I'm excited just to see the offense. And I, I don't think Mike Kafka is going to show us anything of value or anything too crazy. During preseason week one, it was very rudimentary. There's a lot of stuff that we saw last year, just switch releases and levels, concepts, things that that aren't rocket science in terms of offensive football. Wink Martindale showed a little bit more, but that's Wink being Wink. You saw Jason Pinnock operating in Julian Love's role. I'm expecting to see something similar. I'm not 100% certain how much those players will play, but I think it's interesting because I don't know if this is going to be a 
Daniel Jones and, and those top level guys who didn't even play in week one, they get that first series. It's a good series. But what about Jason Pinnock, who played last week and is the presumed starter? right now is he going to play the entire first half or are they going to start to pull him after maybe two series get his feet a little bit more wet than the giants i'm curious because it seems like the giants are very cautious with their players and they have a very health oriented approach which i appreciate someone who covers this team because for so long chris giants just seem to have the injury bug and they couldn't avoid their injury bug so less chance to have some of your valuable players injured i'm i'm kind of for that yeah and this is i think one of the we've talked about it before this is one of the uh the issues with the three game preseason is trying to find that balance between getting the players you know you're going to count on ready while also trying to limit their exposure to injury risk and also trying to find enough reps to evaluate the back end of your roster now i know there are a lot of fans who kind of skip the preseason like in-game attendance was never great and there were tv ratings were always kind of soft but the preseason it might not count but it is incredibly valuable for the teams to get ready to play so i don't know if we're going to see that you know preseason game three dress rehearsal the one that was the Giants always used to play against the Jets before Snoopy they, Bowl. yes, the Snoopy Bowl before before we switched to the seventeen game season, and I I think it's going to be interesting to feel out over you know, last year, this year, next year, how what impact that has on teams, on rosters, and their performance during the season. From a strate- from a strategic standpoint, too. I find it fun because I don't know what the Carolina Panthers are going to do. And they have a young rookie quarterback. He didn't play too much in his preseason week one game. But I would like to see some of those back-end New York Giants players, some of the guys we went over on the last podcast, even players like Tashawn Bauer, who might not make the team, go up against better competition to see if it was a little bit more fluky and them just taking advantage of players who are comparable in terms of their competitive nature and what they can do on the football field, or if these players actually can do this against individuals they're going to see on the football field on Sunday. So I kind of want to see some of those back-end guys against some of the better talent to see how they hold up in certain situations. And that's why preseason is excellent. Look, preseason, I'm glad they went to three preseason games. There was no reason for four just because of the taxing nature of the NFL and and all the hits and all that stuff that we talk about with health. But I do want to see different situations and scenarios that you're not going to be able to see during week one when everything is very important. To see a guy like Tashawn Bauer against a number one tackle on a team or a number two tackle on a team. So that's something that I kind of hope we get, maybe just for a drive or two. Yeah, that that I think would be great. And that's the thing we talked about, maybe sprinkling these guys who were might be roster bubble players, but give them the chance against a second or maybe even a starting player on the opposing team. the, The other thing I wanted keep an eye out for is what happens at the positions where the Giants might not have the depth. You know, like the Giants have a bunch of wide receivers, but or a bunch of receivers, but they don't have too too many natural wide receivers or outside receivers, that is. And I think that's why we saw Darius Slayton sit, but Isaiah Hodgins started 
last game. And during practices, particularly after the injury to Colin Johnson, Hodgins has been playing with the practicing with the Giants twos. I don't think that's a stock down for him. Now, I think the Giants still like him. He still figures in their plans, but just just kind of a mark of where their depth chart is right now that this guy might need to be a might need to be on the field more just so they can field a complete second and third offense. So that's something I want to watch out for. And also just do the giants show off any of their vertical offense. I also think they wanted to just get certain players snaps Cole Beasley, Isaiah Hodgins, maybe because they were either in Cole Beasley's case, a little bit new to playing football right now because he just signed with the giants. He didn't go through OTAs. And in terms of the Hodgins, I know he had that ankle injury at the end of the season. And uh, I think maybe they just wanted to get him running around, but you're right, man. I want to see if they show off the vertical offense. I don't know if Darren Waller will dress like he's somebody that I'm uh, curious about kind of falls into that Andrew Thomas, Dexter Lawrence bucket. It's like, are they going to play like Daniel Jones? He's your quarterback. You want to get him some experience. And obviously he's very valuable. So it's not a, a, a level of value per se, but I would, I would love to see Darren Waller and, and Daniel Jones, but there's a part of me that's like, let's, we don't need to see it in the preseason. Are you on the same page with me there? Yes, absolutely. And I do. I could see the Giants looking at Darren Waller and to a certain extent, Saquon Barkley, even though we all know who he is and what he's capable of. And yeah, probably not Jalen Hyatt because he's a rookie, but some of these other guys, maybe Paris Campbell as a almost like secret weapons, just keep them off tape as much as possible so they can surprise the Dallas Cowboys at least a little bit in week one. Yes, let's take those Dallas Cowboys by surprise and win that football game. All right, before we get into some of the players who need to have a good game to either make the roster or possibly even the practice squad, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation. All right, Chris, I'm going to give you one player that I think has to have a good game here. Just needs to have positive trajectory because I think after week one, it wasn't that great. And then I want you to give me a player after you opine on the player that I give you. Is that complicated? Uh, not not terribly. You didn't change up the cadence all that much. I think I can <laughs> handle it. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Bryce Ford Wheaton is the first player that comes to my mind. We saw him catch a touchdown pass in, in the highlights that the Giants released after Monday's preseason game. But... He ran a lot of routes. He played a lot of snaps. He didn't have one catch on the three targets, had a drop. It wasn't a great debut for Bryce Ford Wheaton. No, it really wasn't. It kind of played to his scouting report where he's big. He is athletic. He has rare size and athleticism, but he just kind of struggles with consistency and consistently catching the ball. Even his head coach back at West Virginia talked about how it took him basically three years to get comfortable uh, on the field in that, in that situation at that level to get to where he could have kind of a breakout year just before going into the NFL. And I don't know if Bryce Ward Wheaton is going to get three years to find his footing at the NFL level. Yeah. If he, gets out on the field and has another game like he had against the lions. He's going to have an uphill battle, just making the practice squad. And that was as a priority free agent. Yeah. He's got all of the traits. We didn't really see him blocking too, too much. I 
did like what he showed blocking in college, but you, you got to do more than just block as a wide receiver in the NFL. He needs to have a good game catching the ball, receiving the ball, because he does have the traits to make highlight real plays and really secure a spot, if only on the practice squad, for himself. Now, oh, go yes. ahead, man. Yeah, le- yes, let's get your player now. Okay. My player, I am actually going to go stay on the offense, but I got to go with Gary Brightwell. Now, he has been a core special teamer for the Giants, and we saw he didn't play against the Lions, and the Giants did have a rather spectacular special teams gaffe and give up a 94-95 yard punt return for a touchdown. Uh, Brian Dayball gave Thomas McGahee a glare that I think threatened to ignite him. It's probably a good good thing that uh, Brian Dayball isn't Superman or Darkseid because then he might have he might have hurt somebody with that glare. But you know, I I think after watching Eric Gray return punts, he's been he is a capable running back. He's not overly explosive. He's not super athletic, but he is. He has good vision. He's got good contact balance. He's got good change of direction skills, all of which help him as a as a returner as well. And we saw Deshaun Corbin have a big run. He's gotten some work with the twos in practice after that Lions game. Yeah, I do wonder if Gary Brightwell might not be sliding down the depth chart, possibly through no fault of his own, just not exactly getting Wally pipped, but... Yeah, if you aren't on the field to make your own case and other guys are, you know, that sorry. It it's it's rough out there. That's if Gary Brightwell even plays. We're not even hundred percent certain. He was off to the side again today's practice, which is Tuesday. I know this is gonna going to be released a little bit after this date. But yes, I would love to see Gary Brightwell out there. I think Gary Brightwell showed some explosiveness last season when the Giants were rolling out like thirty one personnel. Like I don't even know. What, what to call that? Like you have 21 personnel is pony. What do you call 31? Is that like horse or something? Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> sure. As a one step above a pony, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm pissing off people who Herd really package? like ponies. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what a was that? A whole bunch of ponies out there. A whole, a whole bunch of ponies out there. But yeah, he. I mean, Eric Gray is direct competition with him. I thought Deshaun Corbin looked good in preseason week one. He was the only one who actually had a nice run, even though, like I said, on the uh, after the game with you it was really bad defense as well and it was just good by Deshaun Corbin to take advantage of it but I want to move on to one more specific position group and I think need there's two more specific position groups and one overall position group it's the same position group it's the offensive line the interior offensive line for the starters Josh Azudu and Ben Bredesen I don't think it's necessarily that we need them to have a good game in terms of they're going to lose their roster spot one of those two is going to start at left guard and the other one is going to be the primary interior offensive line swing guard slash center if anything were to happen to John Michael Schmitz knocking on wood but I want to see a little bit more from Ben Bredesen and Josh Azudu I don't think it was terrible some people on Giants Twitter are making it like it was terrible but it wasn't great if anyone wants to go check it out I put up clips of it from the all 22 angle. It's on my Twitter. Just scroll down a little bit, but both of them had significant mistakes and both of them had reps that could have end up killing drives. So I just want to see a little bit more consistency from, from Ben Bredesen and Josh Azudu. 
Yeah, I do as well. Al, the Panthers overall, they're a rebuilding team. They are obviously a rebuilding team. They got shut out week one, but their defense has some players on it. They've got a pretty stout defensive front. They've got good guys in the backfield. Defensive, the defensive secondary, that is. I want to see the Giants starting offensive line because if Josh Azudu and Ben Bredesen start again, it, that could be a clue that the Giants are looking at them as they're starting left and right guards. And even if Mark Lewinsky plays, I doubt he will play very long and the Giants won't really waste time getting Azudu and Bredesen snaps while the Panthers have the top of their depth chart in. I want to see them against those players and I, I want to see them play better. Like you said, they didn't play badly, but there were some breakdowns that were pretty concerning, particularly considering Mark Lewinsky, he isn't exactly going to set the world on fire at guard either. We had plenty of criticism for him last year during the season and at times even called him a liability for the Giants offense. I think if neither Izudu nor Bredesen can beat him out. That is, that's not great for the Giants. I think it, it would be better if both of those young guys are able to force their way onto the starting lineup. And I think a good game against the Panthers starting defense is a good first step towards that. Yes. And we also got to, hope that the tackle situation is similar. Corey Cunningham and Matt Parrott, who I don't think was terrible, but definitely wasn't good in the first preseason game. And then Wyatt Davis, and I don't even want to kick that guy while he's down because he's a guard who was forced to play right tackle because Debra Hamilton wasn't there. One of those guys may make the team. It's probably going to be Matt Parrott if I'm a betting man. I'd like to see just a little bit more consistency from them just for Tommy DeVito's sake at this point. Yeah, absolutely, because – you know, we, we, and more specifically, the Giants coaches have a lot of players to evaluate as they piece this team together. And you can't have a guard playing tackle basically derail your offense, keeping you from getting a good look at you know, the, the bubble rosters at, or the bubble players at tight end or at wide receiver or wh- wherever and potentially denying other guys their best chances to make the roster. Chris, anything else before we get out of here? No, you know, I'm looking forward to this game. I'm glad it's going to be on the NFL network, at least assuming I read that correctly. You don't have to try to stream it or stay up until midnight, which, yeah, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that for the replay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show. Please, if you have not done so already, head on over to bigblueview.com. Like, comment, subscribe to this podcast. You know the deal. Take care of each other and let's go Giants. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.